Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview coming to you live here from the Valley. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me here in the studio as we get ready to gear up to Saturday's uh, away trip up to Deepdale to take on Preston North End. Over on my right hand side uh, is uh, Mr. Tom Wallin. Tom, you're looking well. You managed to again drag your way yourself uh, away from the cat. How is the cat? Uh, he's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just enjoying a, a cold dinner. Here. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna Sorry, say right. it's a little bit late. Yeah. So on my left hand side, we've got Nathan Muller there, who's just he just comes in every week eating the most disgusting looking dinner, like a cold chicken and cold vegetables. Did you have a hot lunch at least? Um, well, I had, they're cruciferous vegetables, but I had a Dutch pancake. I don't even want to know what you have for lunch. So they're they're nice. nice, like Belgium, but it's like with cinnamon on it. Yeah, well, there you go. Cinnamon, eh? Yeah, right, well, that's what... So we've just been discussing Nathan's bizarre eating habits in the studio. If anyone likes... Garmia, no. Cruciferous vegetables, they're a type of vegetable, and I have just multitudes of different cruciferous vegetables. I'd like to remind everyone you're listening to Cholton Live at this point. <laughs> uh, on tonight's show, uh, yeah, not not the cooking channel. On tonight's show, uh, lots of plenty uh, of important stuff to talk about. Lee Bayer's contract, uh, the potential transfer of uh, Marcus Madison from, from Peterborough and other, other transfers, of course. The pretty devastating news that Conor Gallagher's been stolen from us. Stolen by Chelsea, who apparently own him and given to someone else. Uh, we're going to hear from Tom Lockyer later on in the show. We're also going to hear from Dave Seddon uh, from the Lancashire Evening Post. He's going to tell us all about Saturday's opponent. And Preston uh, will get the team news off Mr. Lee Boyer uh, as well. Right, uh, like I said, there's so much to talk about at the moment, so we're going to dive straight into the audio. Uh, very important press day today. Lee Boyer's contract situation. Um, you know, we, we heard from him over the weekend. He was hoping to, to get it sorted as soon as possible. Uh, so Boyer was asked in today's press uh, contract uh, press conference uh, if there's any update, uh, any progress over the last few days. Yes, uh, some good positive conversations. Uh, yesterday evening and this morning. Uh, so yeah, we're nearly there. Um, just a couple of tiny things that, that need to be adjusted, and, and I think I think we're there. So, uh, which is very good, very good news um, for me and my team because we, we've worked hard, you know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's positive in regarding the contract, and I'm happy with with what I'm hearing. Would you expect to sign in the next few days? No, because uh, the most important thing for me now is Thursday is concentrating on the game. Uh, is preparing for the game. So that's what I'm going to concentrate on from now till then. But like I said, there's a, a couple of things that, that need tidying up. So it shouldn't take long, but we need to tidy them up. But the game is the, is the priority for me. How do you feel within yourself now? Because it's been a long time, lots of speculation about your future. You received approaches from other clubs. Do you feel relief? Oh, I wouldn't say relief, um, but I'm happy. 
because I want to be part of this club moving forward. Um, and that's been obvious from, from day one. Uh, like I said, it's, it, me and my team have worked hard and and I think that we we deserve to, to be treated the same as, as other people at other clubs. So uh, that's all we've ever asked for. And, and, and it looks like it's, that's going to happen. And your deal, you said you are your team, Andy and Johnny. <coughs> when you negotiated, are you all offered the same longevity of a deal, or, or do you sort your deal out and then? And so these are one of the small things that we need to tie up. So, but that's that's not that important for me. Um, but you want obviously want to keep them on board with you. Yeah, of course. The, the important thing is that we all stick together. We've all moved forward in in the right way, and we've brought the club forward, and, and we've worked hard to do that. So, yeah, I, I think that we all deserve to to be looked after like other people. All we're asking to be treated like other people, at other clubs, and that's it. So, and, and I believe that's going to happen. There we go. So we're we're getting closer. Um, you know, obviously, everyone wants everything done right now. Tom, I'm, uh, I'm probably in the same. I'm sitting. I'm sitting at home going, go and get that, get that contract signed, and then we we can move on. But you know, the, these things take longer than than the average football fan like myself uh, expects them to. But we're getting closer, um, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, it all sounds very positive to me. I said on last week's show, I think uh, the way I saw it was they were both playing with a straight bat, and I think. Probably the initial. Well, I would imagine the contract he's on is way below a lot of people in this in this league. I'd imagine the offer of any sort of new contract from Roland would have been much the same. Um, so ESI have come in and probably pitched him a contract, and then it's between two professionals within the football business to sit down and and kind of work out where the middle ground is and find something that both parties are happy with and I would think that that's fairly typical and fairly normal we're just hearing more about it for two reasons one because the previous owner um, and the state of the contracts that we've had before and two because we've now got an, uh, a chairman who's very transparent and is coming out and you know being very honest about the situation um, I think Boyer's or so, some of the journalists um, around now people like Rich Corley have probably earned Boyer's trust because he's been here a couple of years now so he feels comfortable talking to them and being open and honest about his contract situation as well. So I've never really read it as anything to be too concerned about. It's just about them getting the right deal. Uh, and as Boyer himself rightly says, a deal that he feels he's deserved because under very trying circumstances, he's done an excellent job so far and he deserves to be rewarded for that. Uh, you said there's still one or two little things that, that need sorting out and then revealed towards the, the end of that audio clip we just heard there that will include the contracts for his members of staff as well so I mean if, if Bayer's getting the, the so-called five-year deal obviously depending on uh, the, the compensation uh, time limit or whatever you, whatever you want to call it that Bayer was talking about last week um, I guess he'll be pushing for his, his coaching staff to be on the same deals because they come as part of a team now don't they yeah of course they do um, obviously people just got to remember I know everyone wants it to be done you know as quickly as possible but the club are going to want to offer as little as possible, not sounding bad, and Bowie's going to want as much as possible, so this is where they obviously try and meet in the middle. But, yeah, there'll be a few bits that Bowie will need to try and cross the T's and dot the I's or whatever it is. I don't know if I got that the wrong way wound. Wound. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, they need to get people like, uh, you know, Jacko and Marshy and, and not even forgetting, you know, the other backs, the background staff. You know, Basie's doing his coaching stuff now um, and obviously the medical team. Um, so, yeah, they do come as a team and, I think, like Bowyer mentioned in the presser, that they've all worked hard for it and the constraints that they've worked on this season alone 
um, they do deserve to be remunerated in the right way. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, it was talked about at the start of the uh, last week about how important it was that this was over the line before any transfer deals could could get done. You know, players will will look for some sort of uh, certainty that the manager is going to be in place for a little while. I mean, obviously, um, we'll talk about the transfers themselves in a little while, but none have come in yet. Do you think that that could be in part due to the Bayer situation, or do you think that would have maybe sharpened a few minds and thought let's make sure we get this done as quickly as possible I'd be surprised if delays this week have been down to that because it it sounds pretty clear that uh, Boyer's contract's being sorted so you would think you would think that that wouldn't be an issue now I'm I'm surprised that players haven't come in this week yet I mean obviously we'll talk about some of the ones that we've been in for I'm sure in a bit more detail later but yeah it's it surprised me that we haven't moved a, a little bit quicker I wonder whether clubs are as Matt himself said looking at the ownership structure that we now have and lumping up their prices and again his transparency and his communication he has been very clear we're not going to just pay over the odds because we now have a little bit of money we're going to build sustainably and look to build a a sensible side so it's frustrating obviously as fans um, and I'm sure it's frustrating for Boyer as well who's only had his squad kind of depleted further this week with obviously KO wasn't really in the running anyway but the, the news about Gallagher so it, it's difficult um, and for fans who are obviously worried about or still looking over our shoulder slightly with um, with us still being where we are in the league it's obviously concerning because I do think we need bodies to support those that we've got but as Russell Slade said we've just got to be patient haven't we I think and, and those signings will come we have still got a couple of weeks of the window left um, Gallon and, and Boyer and Jacko have got players in before so I, I trust him and it's just about waiting for the right players. I'm never going to live down those comments from Russell Slade. Don't worry about patience. One of the worst nights of my life that was. Um, I mean, uh, we have shown some patience when it comes to the, the, the chasing of Marcus Madison. A very unusual uh, transfer saga so far, if you want to call it that, in, in terms of all of a sudden... Uh, I mean, we already knew that, that Matt was going for coffee with uh, with Darren McAntony, the, 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 his opposite number, I guess, at, at the Bosch. Um, and it was always said at the time, oh, it's not about transfers, it's just two mates, you young chairman who are, you know, learning the, well, he's going to help help Matt run a football club. And all of a sudden Matt turns up, says, here, if you want hot chocolate powder on top of this cappuccino, I want Marcus Madison. And, you know, he drives a hard bargain. All of a sudden, uh, you've got the Peterborough chairman saying uh, that we've got a, uh, a, a deal, well, in, in terms of agreeing with the club that we've uh, been given permission to speak to Marcus Madison. Now, uh, obviously, that's a very interesting situation, very unusual for a player to be named, uh, but that is what's happened. Uh, Lee Bayer was asked again if he could give us any update uh, on the situation in terms of negotiating with the player. Regarding Madison, I don't think it's fair to, to, to actually name him. Uh, he, he plays for Peterborough. So, do I like him as a player? Of course I do. He's, he's an excellent player. But um, I don't think it's fair to be, be talking about anything else other than that. Do I like him? Yes. Do I like lots of others, other players? Yes, I do. So to just single out someone like that. I think it's wrong. Have you presented the new owners, East Street Investments, with a wish list of players you would like to bring to the club? Yeah, of course. That's that's my job. Um, me and Steve Gallen, before East Street took over, they, they, um, me and Steve was was working hard to to put a list together, whether the East Street took over in time or not. So we have to have targets. Um, 
because, like I said before, we want to move the club forward. So, well, the only thing I can say is that we're all working hard to bring players in. We all want the right things. We all want to strengthen the squad. We all recognise that the, the squad needs strengthening, i.e. one for the injuries and, and then second thing because of, of loan players that have gone back. So we need to strengthen, but we recognise that it's, it's tough. In January is tough, you know, people move the goalposts. So uh, we, we all know that, but like I said, we're all trying to work together and bring people in as, as soon as possible. But they have to be the right type of player. We can't just jump in and, and bring in anyone. If we're going to bring in any players, it has to strengthen us. Otherwise, there's no point. You're just wasting money. Ideally, how many would you like? I'd like 12. <laughs> I don't know, you can't, <clears throat> I don't think you can put a number on it, I think firstly we have to replace the ones that we've lost and then we're, we're build from there. I think that's that's the most important thing is that we, we get back to where we was, i.e. we're two down at the moment, but uh, let's not forget that we've got players coming back from injury as well, so like I said, we, we don't want to be rushing into things. There we go. So, Lee Bowie, you're promising that we're going to get 12 signings minimum. Um, <laughs> uh, seriously, though, um, talk, talking about transfers overall. But first of all, he's talking about Marcus Madison. Now, like I say, it's very unusual. I think Darren McAntony does deal quite openly with the, the Peterborough supporters. So, it was him who came out and named uh, Charlton as the team that's, that's been given permission to talk to Madison. Bowie doesn't like to do that. Until a player's his, he won't, he won't speak about them. But obviously, because it's out there, we know about it. Now, Rich Corley dug a little deeper earlier and said that the the two parties, the the Charlton and, and the player, have been unable to to come to some sort of agreement so far, uh, and the deal's been put on ice for now, uh, potentially to be revisited towards the end of the window. Um, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because obviously, Madison's out of contract at the end of the month, at the end of the year. Um, he'll have other options, if we're being honest. Um, especially, I mean, people are talking about potential options nearer to the northeast, where he's from. Um, if you're an out-of-contract player, you're more likely to be able to get a good sign-in on fee because the team doesn't have to go and spend a lot of money to get you in the first place. So you can see why this could actually be... You know, we're all excited about the the, the uh, given being able to have permission to speak to the player, but it is actually quite a hard deal to get over the line, this one. Yeah, it is. And obviously Ferguson's come out today and he's saying it's, um, the whole situation's a bit of a circus act, I think he said. Um, and he's, he's come out and said that Madison isn't going to be part of his plans even if he does stay. So... It does ultimately look for Madison. He's either going to stay at Posh and not play till the end of the season, or he's going to get a move. I mean, I don't know who the other club is. I think Birmingham, Derby, and Borough were mentioned. I think on there, but I don't know how true it is. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it, in a, in a way, I, I want him because I know he's a good player. But at the same time, if he doesn't actually really want to be here, then I don't want him to come mm. um, because I think we're not in a stage where we're mid middle of the table when we're more we only need a couple of wins till we're safe. We need someone who's gonna wanna pick up the you know, pick up the bat and have a real real good go at it and I think that's the players we sort of need, not carrying someone who doesn't really want to be here. Mm. Yeah, I mean but in the end if if we do agree <coughs> terms with him Tom mm. then then he does want to be here. And you know, if that's how it works out. And and that would be a great signing. So it feels like exactly the sort of player that we need a, a sort of creativity perhaps coming from the midfield. Very good player, yeah. Um someone I'm sure Charlton fans will, will know enough about because he always seems to be involved when he plays against us in one way or another um, obviously done very well this year albeit a league below this but 
even without Gallagher going, would have been the sort of player I wanted to see through the door. And, and with that obviously happening as well, someone who I think would fit in well here. But I completely agree with, with Naif. We, we talked about it, about Lyle's contract as well. You have to be very careful about the model that you have. Even if the whole squad at the moment is being underpaid compared to the rest of the league, you have to be careful because the moment you break that model for one player, then you're going to have people knocking at your door and you, you risk upsetting the camp. So certainly footballing ability-wise, the sort of player I want. Personality-wise, I don't know enough about him and, and it'd be unfair to say the reason he's not come in is purely down to him. Um, it depends what we're offering. But if it was because he wasn't happy with what's being offered, well, you say fair enough and you move on to your next target. As Gallon said earlier in the week or, or last week, you know, we, we might have 10 or 11 targets just to get three over the line. So I'm sure there'll be other people around that we can get in. And, and for me, it's just about making sure we get the right sort of player in as we have done over the last couple of years. Yeah, well, McAntony has revealed that there are another club or there is another club who's been given permission to, to speak to him now. So they've must have at least matched our bid. I mean, we don't know how much the bid is. There's a, a release clause in his contract of £2.5 million. Pounds, but I mean, that, that doesn't mean we've reached that. It, we may have. It, it may have been we've gone to them and said, we'll give you £1.5 they They'll be like, well, we're going to lose him for free in a few months. Maybe that's a good deal for them anyway. So we don't know exactly how much we've offered or how much our, our bid was that, that's been accepted. But, I mean, you, you can try and think, well, it's, it's certainly a step in the right direction in terms of I mean, I can't remember the last time we bid actual money for a prop, for a player other than you know Macaulay Bond and Ben Perrington were two very small fees in the summer for for players that are, you're hoping are going to sort of improve over time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a different situation <laughs> where we're actually going out and spending what could be considered, you know, a reasonable bit of money, assuming it's you know, I mean, it's a bid that's good enough for, for Peterborough to go and accept. Yeah, of course. I think uh, what we've got to try and because <clears throat> I think some. Excuse me. I think the perception of some people is because we've been taken over with of this, you know, this well, the, this well of money that we can just go and spend. Where we, you know, it may well be, but we still need to live within our means. You still check out Derby today. They've been yeah. charged with over with losing too much money. Exactly, and I mean you've still got FFP to deal with, um, and you don't want quick fixes. I mean we need to be like Matt said in his um, in his press conference. We need to be sustainable. He has a model. We need to stick to it um, because. Even if you do go out and buy Ivan Tony for fifteen million, that if you're if you're not earning enough, enough commercial revenues, you might get stung. So I think this we've got to be quite prudent with the money. And if if the you know the wages, if it is wages or whatever or, or clauses, then we still need to be prudent about it. And um, but yeah, things will come. And yeah, I mean I agree with Tom. If if he does come here, I think he's a I think he's a brilliant player. I think he offers us something different that we don't have. Um, but at the same time, like Bo said. If we get someone in, <clears throat> we need to make sure they improve us and not just waste money just for the sake of bringing them in. Yeah, well, that brings me nicely on to our next question then. Uh, obviously, only Andre Green's come in so far. Um, we, we've had a few departures now. It's, uh, I mean, there's you've you got to love the internet. Uh, there's a lot of panic going on. Um, are you panicking yet, Tom? I mean, obviously, I mean, this is a big window for us. We do need to get bodies in sooner rather than later. Our final two games of January are both coming up in the next five or six days. Ideally, we'd have bodies in to, to improve the score before then hasn't hasn't been the case yet don't know if anything's going to happen Friday um, how, how are you feeling about it are you are you biting your nails that we're going to we're not going to get anyone we're just going to re-signing Josh Parker just toward the very end of the window I'm not panicking um, as I said earlier we, we need players I think that's obvious but for me this isn't the imp- the most important window in terms of ESI and I don't you know the next couple might not be the most important but summer is far more important than, than now 
for me, now is about getting enough players to get us over the line and secure us now. Obviously, we had that brilliant start to the season, but injuries curtailed that and it's very, very unlikely that we're going to make any sort of push now, given where we are in the league. So our sole aim for me now is to stabilise and make sure we play in championship football again next year. When you take into account how many weeks we've got left, the fact we've just been taken over, the fact that January is always a difficult month to do business in, for me it's about getting a few players in to to get us over the line. I think you've said yourself, what is it, three or four more wins and a few more draws and and we should be there. Uh, And I think we've got a squad pretty much that's more than capable of doing that. And then when we get to the summer and the other loans go back, then we really look at, right, who can we sign now and who can we start to build this squad around for next year? So I'm not worried. I know there's a lot of... Twitter people out there trying to make up all sorts of, of rubbish but no I, I'm just going to wait I, I trust Gallen I trust Boya um, they will get some bodies over the line I'm sure of that and with players coming back obviously it sounds like Cullen's going to be back soon Williams has now had a little run Hemed I thought looked pretty sharp at the weekend um, Taylor will hopefully be back soon provided he doesn't go um, I think we've got a squad good enough to stay up yeah hopefully uh, that will be the case right obviously uh the most disappointing news of the week and uh, being Charlton fans we tend to have to rank the disappointing news is uh, bits of news in, in, into order but the, the most disappointing news is the fact that Conor Gallagher uh, has been recalled uh, by Chelsea and then sent straight out to Swansea for the rest of the season it's, it's only this time last week after the, the press conference here at the Valley where we heard Steve Gallen saying well we haven't heard anything we know there's rumours but we haven't heard anything about him being recalled so until it actually happened you know, we were just hoping it was going to turn out to be paper talk but in here, until you hear someone you can actually trust like, like Richard Cawley saying it and all of a sudden then you know he's off I mean that, that was a real kick in the gonads um, Lee Bayer um, he was asked today in Preston I mean how much of a, a disappointment it was to lose the Chelsea midfielder it was a big blow um, Connor's been one of our best players this season I think that's obvious for everyone to see um, I think he would have got better and better I don't think anyone can deny that the Connor that walked through the door, no one expected him to do what he done. Uh, and it just shows what a good job that, that we do here. We we work hard and, and we improve players. And Connor's no different. And that's why it, it hurt me. Because I wanted to keep working with Connor and keep improving him. So, um, but... He's Chelsea's player and, and that was their decision. I can't control that, unfortunately. Did it hurt you even more to find out that he'd gone back and then sent out again on loan to Swansea? That's Chelsea's choice. Like I said, this they will do what whatever they feel is right for Chelsea Football Club. Um, I'm not going to say anything disrespectful about Swansea. They're, they're a good club and, and they've got some good players. But the most important thing there is... Connor's gone and we have to move on. One person don't make a squad of players. So uh, we will keep fighting and, and, and trying to get results without Connor now. And, and I trust the players that we have in the building will we'll keep doing that because they haven't done stopped doing it from day one up to over. And, and I know they're not going to stop now because Connor's gone. Well, you can hear the disappointment in Lee Bowyer's voice, but having said that, you can hear that every week, really. So, um, I mean, that that is that is a major, major, major blow, Tom. And we, I, I, I don't think you can overegg it, really, because I mean, it's it's a, a midfield that we've had to be playing some of our own youngsters quite a lot recently, and and we know Connor's only what nineteen twenty himself, but he was 
he felt like a much more senior player and he had so much energy a, a fair bit of quality I'm sure he may have tired over the last few weeks but he was still a, a really vital cog in that midfield and he's gone yeah I'd, I'd said it in a show fairly recently that he performances have dropped off a little bit but there you I, go, they I, heard you yeah. like, get him out of here <laughs> he's lost the confidence of Wallin I think um, yeah that that was just down and to tiredness and sent it to a Welsh team <laughs> <laughs> don't don't um, but yeah you're right since he came in I think we all expected him to to feature but I don't think any of us expected him to feature so heavily I don't think Boya probably would have made him play quite so many games if it wasn't for the injuries but he stepped up to the task time and time and time again he he's one of those players and we've spoken about them a few times over the last couple of years that you almost forget that they're on loan because of the the desire and the commitment that they put in um, you look at, at stages of games where we're behind or we're level and, and pushing for a win he chases down ball after ball after ball. And you'll see sometimes the opposition will be passing it around between three or four defenders. He's chasing every single one of them, turning, chasing, turning, chasing. And yeah, he put everything into the shirt. He scored some great goals for us. He He's clearly going to be a very good player. I'm sure he'll break into Chelsea's first team in time. Um, and it's a, it's a big blow to lose him. I mean, the... I mean, it's, it's a real tough one. I pointed out on Twitter the, the, the day it happened that now we know how Bromley and Ebbsfleet felt when uh, when the likes of Alfie Doughty and um, and Albie Morgan were recalled to, to come back to the Valley. And I had a couple of tweets saying, yeah, but you know, Charlton's reasons were better than Chelsea's because we're going on to plan. But I mean, yeah, for sure, whether the parent club's reason that's their problem. You know, the fact is when you loan a player, he's not your player, and you have to you have to be you have to get used to the fact that he could be pulled away at any point. And Chelsea. You don't need to explain their reasoning to us, unfortunately. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, we've uh, he's, he's performed well, um, better than I think anyone expected. And um, and like you say, it's Chelsea's right to call him back. Uh, for for me, I mean, I know he's going to a club who play football the right way that we're trying to do, and I know they're probably pushing for promotion and we're not. But I think looking at we were talking about it on Sunday, and I think as Gallagher as a player, I don't think anyone can dispute his technical ability. But if I try and look at it the other way, if as to improve him as a player, which Boza said numerous times about the younger lads, is their defensive side. I just think that he's going to get more exposure to defensive responsibilities here than at a Swansea where people maybe sit parking the bus a little bit. So that's what I don't understand in terms of Chelsea's thing. But maybe they just want Connor to be involved in a promotion and not a relegation fight. I mean, I mean, but it's annoying. But like you say, you can't do nothing. It's beyond your control. Get the perms in. Get Cullen on. Perm, you know, happy days. Boom. Yeah. I mean, we've seen loads of, loads of theories why it might be. I mean, the Athletic reporting today that Chelsea are quite keen on the, ma- on, on the Swansea manager, Steve Cooper, after his uh, you know, links with the club. Um, he's linked with the England under 17s mm. or whatever it was back in the day as well there's other theories that there's, it's more about money they'll get a loan fee they'll get a bigger percentage of the wages paid so I don't forget I mean, people, teams like Chelsea they can run their loans as almost like a separate business mm. it's, it's a bizarre situation that they're in the amount of loans that the players they have out on loan it, there's so many theories about it but the, the long and short of it is at this end it hurts and it hurts a lot and it's something, it's something that was probably during the Roland du Châtelet period, we became quite reliant on loans. Now, I don't know if I'm saying we're too reliant because if you look around the championship, there'll be plenty of clubs that are quite pleased to get a few loans in. But it does feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know if we were too reliant on them. Hopefully, 
when you come away into a new era, we might become less reliant on loans. But who knows? We had loads of tweets on, on the uh, on the situation. Jake said uh, Gallagher is a fantastic talent, and I wish him all the best. However, I still think he would have developed uh, better under Jacko and Bose. Uh, I've been on the Charlton hashtag all week uh, in the anticipation of something happening. And it's given me a nervous disorder. I need to lie down. Yeah, keep, keep staring because nothing's happened yet. Anthony, uh, who's listened to the show for three years and tweets in for the first time. Welcome, Anthony. says, uh, with Connor being recalled uh, back by what I call a corrupt Chelsea team, uh, hence the transfer ban uh, li- uh, that was lifted by the FA uh, and shipped out to Swansea. All the best. He's a great talent uh, and will carry on to do so. Uh, who do you think the replacement should be? I mean, do you think Madison can play a, a replacement? Connor, Connor can play as a more forward attacking player. I don't know if Madison's got that same energy in the midfield. I don't really know enough about the player. I know he's got the flair going forward. Yeah, I, th- I think he, Mad, Mads is more of a sort of wider that comes in. Given him a nickname, he doesn't even turn it up yet. <laughs> don't I'm thinking of Mads as in yeah, Mads Mads. That's Mads. Um, Madison. But he, yeah, he couldn't do a job. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Marcus Madison rather is the one who'd be quite because I think Co- Connor could play quite deep. He could play box to box. Whereas Mads Madison, sorry, <laughs> is more of a sort of a wider that floats mm. in. I think um, similar to. I don't know, like like an Andre, like how Preston wanted Andre Green to play, but he, he couldn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's one of those floating ones. More of, a, I would say, a more agile Erhan, I would say, who could play out wide, whereas Erhan can't really play out wide. Yeah, okay, me. interesting. Um, uh, Will's uh, tweets in about the, His Excellency's um, column in the, uh, the programme earlier on uh, this week in the game against West Brom. He says, again, I know it's all PR, but I bloody love this. Uh, look at his computer desktop. He's actually holding a Charlton shirt. Uh, we didn't get anything close to this with Roland and Katrine. Uh, breath of fresh air. Yeah, I, I noticed His Excellency did, uh, did some interviews this week as well, and he had the Charlton desktop on his computer. Which, uh, which I mean, that just, in fairness, that does already put him above Roland. Uh, Cliff says, uh, frustrating as it is, we only want players at the club who want to play for us, not because we're going to give them extra money uh, they want. So Madison is a good player, but he's not bigger than our club if he chooses to go elsewhere uh, for more money than he's not the player for us. Uh, Martin says, good to hear that Nathan made it out of Croydon alive. Were you in Croydon this week? Really? Yeah. Yeah, well done. On Saturday. What were you doing there? Just went out with some mates. Some... All right. Well, who said that? Uh, Martin. Did, did you Martin drive? Flynn. Yeah. Uh, no, the taxi. Oh, yeah, no, I bumped into him in the stand. Yeah, no, I went out for a couple of beers and um, I was sort of laughed at for my attire. Tom was with me. I did have a... Great blazer. Yeah, you know, I had a blazer and a little turtleneck on. Nice. But yeah, no, I I've did got make to go it... to an engagement party after Preston, so I'm going to be dressed in my <laughs> up there. I did make it safe, Mark. I didn't yeah. need the stab-proof vest in yeah. He said, a uh, big thing out of all of this is us fans have to be patient and Gallon said he was working on 10 players to get at least three in. Uh, there we go. I don't know if Gallon's wearing a similar blazer to you, uh, uh, Nave. Right, <laughs> Definitely uh, not. Peter Body, what a great name, says, Dear Louis and the gang, uh, many thanks for a truly wonderful show. I listen to all the podcasts and it's great to hear all, all of your views and opinions regarding to anything to do with uh, Charlton. Cheers for that, Pete. Uh, it says, uh, Lee Bowyer has worked wonders this season. If it wasn't for bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck at all. I guess we'll just have to pretend that Conor Gallagher is now out injured for the rest of the season, given the somewhat bizarre circumstances of his departure, as this would be very much in keeping with Charlton's injury misfortunes to date still it is what it is as you know that's from pete from minnesota wow excellent pete cheers for uh getting involved and finally just before we head to the break adam says always a great listen lads uh was looking at the fixtures this weekend and wigan barnsley stoke huddersfield and luton all have very tough games hopefully they won't pick up any points or many points uh so a result this weekend isn't too crucial i just don't want us to rush players back too early happy with morgan prattley and dempsey in the midfield green and doughty and davison as forwards no need to panic just yet 
on transfers. Yeah, well, certainly not. Uh, we'll discuss a bit more about the team we think we'll put out uh, later on in the show. But let's have a quick break now. Uh, in a few moments' time here on Charlton Live, we're going to hear from Tom Lockyer. Uh, we'll be back here in 30 seconds. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bowers there, pierces there, Bowers with a header, and it's Joe! Yes! Oh, it's yes! it oh, it's yes! oh, Patrick Barr! The absolute German beauty! Woo! Dream lads! Charlotte have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Gets in! Come on! What a time to be a hero! Here at Wembley! Welcome back. This is Charlton Live. It is the big match preview. Don't care. We'll be back here on Sunday evening uh, to look back at whatever happens against Preston. Are you in, Tom? You're going? Yep. Yeah, big man. Are you coming, Nathan? No. no. I'm, to, I'm to the women's game, mate. I'm going to yeah. send the support to the women's. Yeah, we are going to the women's game as well on Sunday. The uh, women's team are at home to Blackburn Rovers, 2 o'clock uh, at the Crayford. Uh, at the Oakwood in Crayford. Uh, Charlton Live are sponsoring the game, so whoop, whoop. we'll be up there in the posh seats, so come and say hello posh to... Seats. Come and do, you know, that hut thing. <laughs> the, the posh standing tea, area. The little tea hut with, that, yeah. with a couple of chairs. Yeah, but come and, come and say hello to Nathan if you want to meet him. He'll be there. Uh, I'll be there as <laughs> no well. Blazer, we'll, no blazer, though. No blazer. What? Well, well, I'll have something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, mate, yeah, but do come down to that, that game. The women need all our support, and uh, like I say, Charlton Live, we're sponsoring the game. We're pleased uh, to be down there supporting uh, the girls. Right, Tom Lockyer. Um possibly the unluckiest footballer alive at the moment Sc- keeps scoring goals keeps everything taken away from him absolutely fuming um, uh, he uh, was talking uh, of after the uh, the game against West Brom uh, the other day in which we got a very creditable uh, 2-2 draw I do ask Lox about his goal and you'll hear the bleep machine <laughs> going going uh, in a few moments time but first of all he talks about how pleased he was uh, with the hard end point uh, against the baggies well uh, first of all they're, they're a very good side um think they they the quality that they had on the pitch and what what they were able to bring on was um was a Premier League quality at times so um yeah um our plan was to match them and, and I think we done that for a large part of the game um two sloppy goals um obviously first one my, my fault I hold my hands up um um and yeah I think if we if we cut them goals goals out they 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 were limited to long shots so um yeah I thought it worked well so to get to the most important bit, which is your goal, um, I hate to say that Sky have taken it away from you. Uh, would you would, would be claiming it again? Yeah, I'm not sure who I pissed off at Sky to be honest, because um, that's two now in it. So 
Um, yeah, no. From my from my point of view, I thought it was over the line before he saved it. Um, but I'm I'm sure there'll be other angles. But <coughs> I'm I'm not sure the goalie I wanted to be honest. So I don't know why they do that. I mean, if it does go down as your first one, I mean, um, you'd be pleased with that. To get you, after the one against Leeds was taken away from you, but you'd be glad to get into those chances, you know, creating chances and, and having chances for yourself as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think I think I should have had a couple more as well. Um, but it's, it's just not it's just not fell for me uh, in the chart and shirt at the minute, is it? So um, yeah, obviously I'd be delighted if it goes down as my goal, but. Um, the main, more important thing, I know it's a cliche, but um, the team, team getting a point and, and moving on in the right direction. As you said, obviously West Brom, and you can you can tell by their position at the table, they're they're a very good team. And for the Charlton side, and from, from outside, people will look at the fact that we're down the lower end of the table, and that they assume that we're probably not not quite up to it. But having seen the games over over the last few weeks and with, with the injuries, I mean, and of course today, I mean, we we can go toe to toe with teams like this. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we we went to their place and drew tall as well, didn't we? So, um, yeah, um, like like I said, it's it's the, in this league there's going to be Premier League quality. Um, but I think we can match that, and and I think the positive thing for us is um, you've seen we had Johnny, Toma, um, Kasky back in the action today. Um, obviously, we've been told there's going to be signings coming in to strengthen the squad as well. So, um. Yeah, there's going to be competition for places, and the more bodies we can get back, um, the more uh, the more chance we'll have to go and win them games. Because obviously the, the position, I think, is still five points above above the relegation zone. Is that, is that something that concerns you, or do you, do you still feel with with these bodies coming back that you, you should be okay? Um, I haven't looked to be honest. Um, yeah, obviously, start of the season, everyone wanted to look at the table and and get carried away, and I even had a few Premier League shouts, but. Um, we always knew this season was never going to be like that. Um, the injury crisis is is the worst I've ever seen in football. Um, can't remember anything quite as near as, as what's happened here. Um, obviously, that's not, not an excuse we're trying to say, but it obviously doesn't help. Um, but yeah, like I said, when the bodies do come back, we're, we'll be looking uh, looking to go toe to toe with uh, a majority of teams. This last one from me. Um, you were involved in a bit of a bizarre incident just for half time where. Well, you should probably speak to tell us exactly what happened, but it looked like you were being held down whilst West Brom were attacking. Was that was that your view of that incident, or were you involved in a wrestling match there? <laughs> um, I've I've pinched the ball off him, um, and, and we've landed landed on the floor, and then he's he's holding my arm down. Um, so I've I've ro- rolled around, and, and he's holding me down. Um, I think he tried to get me in a headlock, so I've ducked under it and. And then he's holding my arms, I'm holding his arms and, and no one wants to let go the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I don't mind it, to be honest. I, I seen him at the end and said, said, good battle or game, to be honest. Don't don't mind it. Um, he didn't mind it. Um, so, yeah, we, I think we move on. Were you surprised the ref played on that? Because, I mean, obviously you were being held out of position and West Brom had quite a good chance there. Yeah, um, yeah, because to be honest, I thought it was a foul because he held me down first. Because um, I just wanted to get up and play on after the tackle. Um, I was more annoyed with the with the fourth official because um, obviously when the ref plays on, he has to go and follow the ball. But the fourth official is stood on the halfway line. What's he doing? He's got he's got to be looking straight at it. Um, and, and if he is, there's no there's no way I'm getting booked for for what happened. Yeah, locks there talking about that 
Absolutely crazy incident where uh, him and Hal Robson Carnu got into a bit of a scrap, and we are trying to work out if that's why Tom has just tweeted that he needs to take his car into uh, if there's been some retribution from uh, from his fellow Welsh international. Uh, he needs to take his car into the fixes. He's got some paintwork damage, unfortunately. Um, Locks uh, talk about his goal situation. He's never really actually one to score many goals, but you saw the way he attacked that ball. Uh, the, the header against uh, against West Brom the other day, Tom. He, he does a bit more now. You expect him to to chip in with a few more, really, if he if he can get his eye in. Yeah, I get thought, the keepers out of the way as well. Yeah, well, that would help. It was a, a brilliant goal, and at the time I didn't realise, but watching it back, you see him like he gets a proper run on it, and it's a it's a really decent header, and it's the sort of header as you just say there from someone you'd expect to get a few more. Like Tashera used to score those goals for fun for us, and. I'm surprised that his goal-scoring record's as bad as you just mentioned because, as you say, with, with that sort of technique, you'd, you'd think he'd get a bit more. But I think since he's come in, he's been such a, a solid player for us. And I know we spoke in the, the pre-season about perhaps him being a bit of a lightning rod for any issues we get and was it a bit of an underwhelming signing. But he fits that mould of the defenders we've got in terms of experience and those leadership qualities. Solly, slightly less so in terms of being vocal, but certainly a good leader in the way he performs on the pitch. Pierce and him... You know, very similar personalities. The way they sort of communicate uh, on on the pitch as well. So, and and Dill's obviously very vocal in goal. So, I think he's been a really good addition. Uh, obviously, slightly biased with the Welsh connection as well. But I think he's done well for us. And it's a shame. I assume it has been put down as an own goal. But I would expect him to get a couple more before the end of the season. And perhaps that. I know, obviously, even if it does go down as an own goal, but the fact that he was there and he got his head to that ball maybe will give him a little bit more confidence in future set pieces to to go up there and, and try and get his head on it. I mean, he did he did talk about the sloppy mistakes we've been giving away at the back recently. We haven't had a clean sheet in a long, long time. I think Derby 3-0 was the, the last clean sheet, if memory serves me correctly. Now, we haven't got, by any means, the worst, you know, by, any, by any stretch, the worst defence in the Championship. I think there's nine or ten teams with, with a worse goals against Column than us. But... Recently, I think Tom will look at just some of the mistakes that we've made, and 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 you know put his hands up for the one against West Bromwich Albion, and the, uh, these are some of the frustrations that I imagine Lee Bayer uh, he talks about it even after the West Brom game that we just can't seem to cut out the mistakes at the back at the moment. And I can't can't really put my finger on why. Yeah, I mean that's I think that was the the frustrating thing for me as well. I think if you look at. Uh the mistakes, I mean, like you say, Lockie's one, you've got Nabby's one at QPR, Nabby's one at Millwall. They're, like you say, they are silly, silly mistakes that they need to cut out. Um, but they're mainly really on set pieces. I think what I found from the, not harping on about the West Brom game, but I thought we were so open and they cut through our midfield so easy. I think the the defence and Dills are, I think Dills is faced, was in the top three of the most shots faced or something. Um, so I think that, that spine missing Cullen um, perhaps can't do it on his own and then he's got the kids next to him. I think that will probably be a factor. Um, but like I say, I've, the mistakes uh, we do need to cut out because we weren't doing those early in the mm. season. So is it tiredness? Is it concentration? I don't know. But yeah, for sure we need to get those out of the system because we're gonna, we've are gonna got some hard games coming up. Yeah, I mean, I asked Tom about the situation in terms of the table, five points above the drop zone at time of recording. Um, he says he don't, don't really, you know, when you're at the top, you might have a look at the table. When you're down the bottom, you, you don't tend to look at it too much, keep your, that pressure away from you. But I mean, fa- fans will get concerned, I guess, with the injury crisis. I still think as long, as long as we can get the players back, we'll be fine. I think if you ask most people, that's how they feel. But you want to make sure you keep that cushion. Bo, your talks about trying to stay out of the bottom three the entire season. If you don't go into it, then you, you, you won't sort of uh, pile that pressure onto yourself by dropping into it and then all of a sudden have to play catch-up for a little bit. Yeah, and, that, and that's right. I mean, 
to be honest, it only matters if you're in there on the final week, doesn't it? But yeah, I understand his point. It's obviously interesting having this discussion ahead of Preston because we've spoken a few times about how many times have the boys really let us down and I would argue that perhaps Preston at home was one of our, our weaker performances and I remember Boya coming in after the game and, and being interviewed by us and saying the same, um, that it was one of few games he felt really that they hadn't quite given everything. But um, yeah, on the whole, what is it? You could certainly count the the bad performances on one hand and I think again, we obviously I wasn't in on Sunday but I thought you all did a... A pretty decent job of saying, look, we we had a really good game on Sunday. I think we uh, on Saturday, sorry, we all enjoyed the game definitely. But I thought we put up a good fight, and that was even still with not our first team. You know, Jake came on, and Thomas came on, and and Johnny came on. But at the start of the the, uh, the game, we still had a lot of youth on the pitch. So I'm not overly concerned. As I say, I think even over a very busy Christmas period with a depleted squad, I think performances on the whole have been good. Uh, obviously, Derby away probably being the exception there, but. Yeah, I, I do think we've got enough to stay up. It would be an absolute travesty if we went down, judging by some of the sides we played, because I think, and I think maybe Mark Newbury said it on Sunday show, that there's been no one that's really scared us. I think we've been able to compete with, with every side pretty much when we've performed okay. So there's absolutely no reason for a side like us to go down. Uh, I do still think we need a couple of bodies just to shore it up and make sure we get over the line. But I understand why some fans are worried because points-wise we're not really that far away. I just think... I don't want to say we're too good to go down, but I just think the way that we can play, I think we, we will be too good to go down. I don't think that it's we, we should be. I think we've got those performances in us to get over the line. Lovely stuff. Right, during uh, that, you mentioned the 1-0 home defeat to uh, Preston North End. That was back in the uh, start of November. Um, things have gotten a lot worse. I think Preston went top after that game briefly. Um, spoke to Dave Seddon during the week from the Lancashire Evening Post. Uh, Dave admits that Preston's season has taken a bit of a nosedive since we met uh, here at the Valley back in November. Yeah, a little bit, you've got to say that. Um, yeah, uh, Preston, obviously, when they won at the Valley, they went, they, they went top of the table briefly. Um, West Brom knocked us off the you know the day after, and they went went to Stoke and won, so that knocked us down to second place. Um, they won the week after, they beat Huddersfield to three uh, one to stay in second place. Uh, then we hit the international breaks, and, and North End are notoriously bad after an international break. Lost at Derby, and we've only won. I think the records were. Two, two wins in 11 since that Charlton one so uh, yeah it's, it's not brilliant to be fair so um, down to 10th place at the moment but, but not we've not got cast adrift or anything you know still no. still only a couple of points behind 6th place and you know not, not too far off third either yeah uh, well can you put your finger on why it went, went downhill after that after that international break a uh, couple of reasons we Injury's a bit hard. We've lost um, Daniel Johnson, uh, who's all, still our leading goal scorer of eight goals. I don't know if you remember, he actually limped off during the Charlton game in the first half. He got a bang on the foot in uh, that one. He actually came back from that one okay, but early December, he um, I think he, he made a tackle in a game against West Brom and sort of you know, tweaked a, a knee ligament, so he's not played since, and he's been a really big loss. A very creative midfielder, um, you know, scoring goals himself, and just really the goals have dried up. Really, um, we've had injuries in other areas, and for some reason they've just not been able to, you know, to click really since then. You know, they've they've thrown in one or two good performances. You know, don't don't get me wrong, it's not been all doom and gloom. They beat Fulham two one at Deep Dell, which was a really good result. They played really well that night. Followed that up with a win against Luton. 
Boxing Day went to Leeds, were one nil up until the 89th minute, and you know Leeds got an equaliser. So, but equally, um, you know the whole record was very good. West Brom had been the only until Christmas. West Brom were the only team who had beaten us at home. Um, then we lost two on the bounce, lost to Reading on December the 29th and Middlesbrough uh, New Year's Day. Um, then we lost to Norwich in the FA Cup as well. So. Um, yeah, uh, to put your finger on, you know, probably a combination of factors, yeah. really. Um, so hopefully things can start booking up quite yeah. soon. I guess around the same time that Preston came to the Valley, there was all that speculation around Alex Neal as well joining mm-hmm. Stoke, which obviously he he denied and uh, and is and is still there. Do you, do you think that could have had a an effect since then as well? Um, not really. I would have. You know, it, it all bubbled under this on the Saturday before the, the Sunday game at the Valley. Um, and, you know, they came to Charlton. I know they weren't pretty that day, but, they, you know, they ground out a win. And then he did well the week after, you know, beat Huddersfield. So results afterwards were okay, to be fair, you know, short term. Um, I, I do think, it's, you know, it's more players have missed and just, just losing a bit of form, really. You know, maybe other teams have had a look at them and sussed them out a little bit tactically as well. So, um, but I, I don't think on this occasion, you know, the manager's you know, position was too much of a bearing. So, so how is the confidence going into this this home game on Saturday then? So five without a win in the championship, yeah. but they'll see a Charlton side who, of course, have got their injury problems and, and have lost mm. key players as well recently. So, so how are they feeling going into this one? Well, I think, you know, there's always an element of, you know, confidence about them. They don't seem to be a group of players who are walking around with their chins on the floor and their heads down or anything. Um, but at the same time, there always is a very high level of respect for the opposition here, you know, isn't it? You know, you do want to look at Charlton as, you know, they'll probably look at Charlton as being a bit of a wounded animal, you know, you know, who'll be looking to bounce back. So, um, they got a one-all draw in the local derby at Blackburn last week. Uh, not the prettiest of performances, but, the, you know, they got a point from it. Um, and, you know, just... You know, I think they've just got to remind themselves that even on this bad run, there has been one or two decent performances in there, you know, and if they can reach, um, reach those heights, you know, maybe they can, you know, get back on a winning track. Signed Scott, Scott Sinclair from Celtic um, last week. He got a few minutes as a sub against Blackburn, so he could get a lot longer from the bench. He could even start, you know, on Saturday. That, I think that will give everyone a bit of a lift, you know, an exciting player, a winger. Uh, a bit more creativity in the side, just what they need, really. So, um, you know, you, you've got to look in this division at, at, look, at winning your home matches. They have been strong at home until, you know, until quite recently. So, um, you know, it's not going to be, of course, we're looking at this one as an opportunity to get three points as you would anyone, really. But, um, you know, um, Charlton's record, I know it's not great recently, is it? But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. That's Dave Seddon there from the Lancashire Evening Post. Rubbing it in, isn't he, about our poor record recently? No, he's, uh, he's all right, Dave. It's uh, really kind of him to join us on the phone. I, I, I feel like I say this about every bloody team in the Championship. Started well, seems to have fallen off a bit of a cliff since then. Is that How is every team not like joint bottom? <laughs> there must, yeah, there must be some. Or maybe some are just plateaued and everyone else just falling yeah. below them. But uh, yeah, they as, as we said just before the audio went on there, they obviously went top with that win against us. Again, I don't said it just before about the other teams. I don't think there was anything to fear there. They were a very robust and direct style of football, which we found difficult mm. to really 
battle against, but we've played that now, so yeah, I'm sure Bowie's going to gonna spend was, the week. There was a difference, wasn't there, from what we saw from West Brom? That yeah. was a different display from us, and I think if we'd played like that against uh, against Preston that day, it could have been more even. Exactly, 100%. Yeah, so I think Bowie will have worked on it this week, and I feel now we're better equipped to handle something like that. So, um, yeah, going in, in quietly confident, I think. Yeah, and... Uh, not that I should uh, take pleasure from other people's injuries because yeah. Alexander Mitrovic is out for next week as well. But Daniel Johnson getting injured against us, still out. He's only just coming back into training. That could actually be good news because he's a he's a good player. He's a very good player. We were talking off air how good a player he was. Um, I think last time the, the player we struggled with was Jaden Stockley, if I remember rightly. We really struggled. We struggled to with his um, with his physicality. I know Pearcey played that game. Um, but yeah, we couldn't really get to grips with him. He was sort of pulling us all over the show, and we did yeah. look very lightweight. Um, but like you say, I think if we put up a performance like we did against West Brom and win our battles, and I think with because I mean to be fair, they, they didn't you know Preston didn't wow me. Even though when they went top, you looked at it and you thought, well, if these are top, yeah, you know they didn't wow me at all. No. Um, so yeah, I think I think when when the but they're a physical side and. Um, I think if you can keep Stockley quiet, Gallagher's a good player, even though Aldi is still a good player. But yeah, Jack Johnson missing is an absolutely um, nice little thing for us. But then you look at us, it's not exactly we <laughs> flourish with all our best players. Nah, yeah, Doogie says that Dave uh, from Preston must be related to Matt Southall because he kept saying, you know, you know, you know a lot. I mean, I'd do, <laughs> I'd do that as well, you know. You know. Uh, anyway, right, let's have a listen uh, to what Lee Bayer has to say ahead then of the trip to Deepdale. Uh, he was asked today, uh, starting off, uh, if there's any chance that we'll have some bodies back for the trip up to the northwest, yes, um, we have. Obviously, Johnny came back into the fold, and uh, Tama and, and Jake the weekend just gone against West Brom. So now adding to that with Arts Tumors trained this week, and Josh Cullen trains with us for the first time today. So he's obviously been doing stuff outside, but. He's trained with us today and tomorrow, so he could be in the squad as well. So we've got two more senior players coming back into the squad. Has Josh uh, suffered a setback with his injury? No, Josh is training with us today. <laughs> Chuck Sonique? Chuck Sonique will be going to play for the 23s. Um, Fitness-wise, he's, he's too far off it. So there's no point in him just staying back here for the weekend and 23's play Saturday so he might as well go and play 45 minutes or 60 minutes there and, and get some minutes into him and what about Macaulay Bond Macaulay Bond he's going to be out for a while hamstring so uh, he's not coming back in the next few weeks and uh, what's the latest on Lyle Taylor's situation uh, Lyle's still out injured uh, he's outside running so um, I don't know how long until he's back it shouldn't be long though, I don't think. So maybe next week. But again, we'd have to do what we've done in the last time we came back is, is just try and build him back in. So yeah, we missed Lowell, but we also missed a lot of the other players that have been out. So like I said before, they all play a valuable part. Do you expect to lose Lyle in this January window? It's, it's all guesswork. Um, but if you ask my honest opinion, no, I don't. I don't think that uh, I don't think he will go. But football, there's a lot of things I didn't think Conor Gallagher would go. So in football, you just there's, there's things that come up in the last minute, and uh, you just can't control. The question you might prefer back to football. Uh, Preston on the weekend, they came here earlier on in the season, and I think you said they surprised you with the way they played a bit more direct. Are you expecting anything other than that when you go up to? to 
I've watched some games and, and person have, have got a certain way of playing. Um, you have to respect them. They're a very good side. So it's going to be tough. That's a tough place to go. They're strong, they're physical. Um, they've got good players that, that can hurt you from nothing. So yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. When we played them at our place, it, it, we lost on a penalty. Um, so do I believe that we can go to press and win? Of course I do. I believe in my players that I, that I have. So um, I know they're going to give 100% and forever you do that, you, you've got a chance. So um, is it going to be hard? Of course it's going to be hard. There ain't no easy games in this division. So um, their manager's done great up there with, with the squad and they've slowly but surely built a steady championship squad and they keep increasing every year and getting better. So um, yeah, we will respect them like we do every team, but we'll be going there to try and get all three points. And the um, Pat Bowers obviously at Preston coming back into the side. Do you keep, do you keep in touch with any of your former players? Obviously, someone like Pat is not really iconic here. No. Not really, no. I don't even keep in touch with players that I, I was playing with. So <laughs> I played with for like eight years. So no, I'm, no. I, I wish Pat all the best, and, and I will see him and I'll shake his hand and hopefully he'll score a home goal or something and help us out a bit. <laughs> no, he's. He, Pat's a good professional and a great lad, and he's part of the reason why we're in this division. So um, I've got the utmost respect for him. And, but no, I don't ring him up and, and, and speak to him. No. That's sad, isn't it? You think you think Lee Bayram would, would ring up Patrick Bauer every night just to see how he's getting on, just check he's you know had, had a nice day. How, how has your day been? We've Patrick? done it, Pat. We've yeah, done it. Yeah. It's not that hard, is it? Just ring up and say, "How's your day been, Pat? What have you been up to?" It's, it's a little things, isn't it, Nof? Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tell rings him up every day still. <laughs> <laughs> you big chum of beauty. But uh, um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I like Pat. <laughs> um, Preston sitting proudly atop the uh, home league table, twenty nine points from fourteen home games, one nine drawn to uh. lost three uh, so Bayer's not messing around when he says it's a difficult place to go they've conceded 17 though so you know Brentford have only conceded nine at home so easy 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 goal coming our way at least one yeah no I think so I think we're going to win um, based on uh, just a hunch just call a hunch so. I don't know I just I think that listen I think we've got to get the rubber of the green sometime I think it'll be the week I think it, it might be a dodgy penalty or something I don't know I just think our luck's got to turn at some point with the injuries we've had Surely, Lady Luck's going to have to give us a week, a week to ourselves. One, well, we're, we're, surely we're we're starting we're starting to <laughs> well, see. Well, it's kind of that. Something about, rubbed, <laughs> something about being rubbed by Lady Luck. I was only a sort of half listening. Someone just giving me the evils. Like, yeah, right. You deserved Sorry, it. You deserved it. Um, <laughs> could, could have Josh Cullen back in the fold. Uh, <laughs> Tom, Josh Cullen back in the fold. I mean, that that could be big. I mean, we're, uh, I'm throwing it out there now. I know Bayer's saying he might come and get 60 minutes. I reckon it's start. Be, only purely because, do you remember when he came back from that long shoulder injury last year? He chucked him straight into start wherever his first game back was and he, and he looked brilliant. So I, I, I reckon there's an outside chance he starts. But even if he does just come on for a little while, um, I mean, that, that, could, that could be big for us, Josh Cullen. I mean, for, for personal reasons, I hope he doesn't. But uh, yeah. He's a he's such an important player for us in the, in the work he does, um, and the, the sooner we get him back, the better. But we've got to be careful about rushing him back, obviously, because you, we just can't afford players to break down, especially with Gallagher obviously missing as well. So 
I don't know. I, I can see him coming off the bench. I'd be very surprised if he starts mm. myself. But yeah, I think he'll be involved somehow uh, or in, in some capacity and then maybe, maybe even start at Fulham. Um, but as someone said today, you know, he's, he seems like a bit of a machine. He just comes back and gets back in the side and just picks up from where he left off. Even when we got him back off loan at the start of the season, he came straight into that Stoke game and looked like he'd never been away. So it'll be so important to have him back because I think, you know, him missing has been part of the reason that goals have started to go in, I think, mm. because he does such a good job of protecting that back four. I know Prattley has as well. Um, but yeah, I, for one, can't wait to have him back. Yeah, I mean, potential for quite a young midfield. But at the same time, I mean, Johnny's come off the bench twice now in the, in the last two home games against West Brom in the Cup and in the league. So, so he must be very close to a start if he's not going to start. And if we can get him on that pitch from the very beginning, I mean, that could be massive for us, Johnny Williams. Such a big player for us. Yeah, it would be. Um, he offers us something different, that energy from getting the ball from quite a deeper position into an attacking sort of intent would be quite good. Uh, I know Connor done it sometimes, but Tom mentioned earlier that he sort of went off the boil a little bit probably because of the amount of games he's playing. So getting either of them, Josh and Johnny, if more minutes the better. Aussie as well, hopefully he gets some minutes. I think he, we, we've lost that little bit of that little bit of create, that little bit of now in the number sort of 10 role. Um, so, yeah, so, like I said earlier, Lady Luck. <laughs> Lady Luck. Stop going on about her. <laughs> you want a number? I, just just again. <laughs> I ain't found her on Tinder yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's looking good now. And I think once we get the minutes in them, and yeah, we've got more options now, you know, yeah. and give the, give, give the kids I mean, the they're, rest. they're slowly coming back, but you're still looking at, I mean, trying to work out with Connor going and we don't know exactly how the midfield is going to look yet. Cause we don't, I mean, I mean, I'll be tempted to pile people in there, stick that five man midfield with the wing backs again, get, mm. get, get the numbers in there, have the three at the back and then. You've got Jake now as well to yeah. play left wing back potentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's probably what we'll have to do. I think we're not quite at that, that stage of playing the diamond yet. You'd imagine if we can get somebody else in, then oh, may, yeah. maybe Cullen, Williams, Prattley, someone. Mm. Um, but for the moment, I think yeah. play play Jake as left wing back and, and do the free man. Yeah. I mean, we certainly got options if we're sitting back for, for pace on the counter with sure. the lights of yeah. Williams, the lights of Green. I mean, they're, 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 there's people out there who can play. Um, right, uh, let's have your predictions very quickly, both of you. 2-1, two, one, two, one, Charlton, Andre Green. Andre Green score first. <laughs> goes, oh, yeah. Andre Scream. Yeah, you go home, Nath. Tom? Uh, I want to say one all. One all, yeah. Andre yeah. Scream with a goal. Is nah, that an Andre Lady Screamer? Luck. <laughs> Lady, Lady Luck, Luck burying one from 30 yards. <laughs> this is bum or something, isn't it? <laughs> right, uh, we've run out of time on, uh, thank, thank goodness, really, on this evening's uh, big match preview. Uh, Nathan and Tom have both been asked to leave the studio now. Um, I've been Louis Mendes. I hope you've enjoyed this evening's show. Thanks to the pair of you for, for being here. Cheers, Cheers mate. And I uh, hope everyone who's travelling up to Deepdale enjoys the trip uh, and hopefully will enjoy three points on the way back. We'll be back here on Sunday to look back at whatever happens and uh, we look forward to speaking to you then. The 
secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com.